Adele, thank you so much. Great to speak to you. It's great to speak to you. Tell us a bit about what you do and tell them about your job and your, your life and your sort of career trying to help people out. Well, I've been a lifelong civil servant. I've worked for the Department of Work and Pensions in its various forms for the last 36 years. Um, proud to have served in this department for all of that time and hopefully will continue for um, a few years yet before I hang up my civil service uh, briefcase. However, throughout that time, I've always been in um, job centres and benefit offices. So I've always been part of the welfare reform of the various governments over those years. And my main role is to support customers um, at their greatest time of need, really, uh, when they are in need of benefit and in need of that support to find a job. For some, that comes sooner than others. But as a department, we're there to support people. And particularly over the last 18 months, two years, we've, we've seen that change significantly. How has that changed? You've got 30, 36 years experience. You must have seen the needs change, people's situation change. What, what, what are the trends? What, what, what do people need now? What situation are people in now that's unique compared to, say, 10 or 20 years ago? How, how have things changed? Well, unemployment has always been around, but I think um, benefits have changed over the years and significantly over the last couple of years, uh, we have moved to the new benefit of universal credit. Some of the legacy benefits, as we would call them, the older style benefits are still there and they serve their purpose for a variety of circumstances. With unemployment, we've seen the labour market fluctuate um, throughout the years and you know we've been through recessions and we've seen other economic downturns this time around obviously the pandemic has had a significant impact on people's lives from an employment point of view but also at a point of needing um, welfare support when they really uh, I guess didn't know where else to turn to so for me the biggest significant change is how we have had to adapt uh, to deliver our services, and and everybody has in so in in a variety of ways. Yeah, because you'd normally you'd normally be speaking to people face to face, wouldn't uh, you? That's such a big important part of of your job. And all of a sudden, these people were either not able to come to see you, or they were reluctant to come to see you, even if they could. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are the face of the government on the high street. You know, the the we have a lots. The civil service is made up of lots of government departments, but we ourselves are the face of that on every high street in in near enough every town in the country. And overnight, uh, we closed our doors, um, just the same as a lot of other people did when that first lockdown came. Now, actually, we didn't close our doors to the most vulnerable. We were always offering a service, but we had to think differently about how we interacted with our customers. And hereby starts the journey that we are you know, going to talk about with our relationship with Talk Talk in particular, because one of the things that became glaringly obvious right from the outset, even though our benefits, uh, particularly universal credit, is an online uh, platform, it really did highlight that people didn't necessarily have the digital capability, the equipment and that connectivity to maintain that contact that they needed to do with us throughout that uh, you know those first few those first stages of the pandemic yeah because meanwhile you had you had a load of people i mean i'm thinking of myself quite digitally literate my job was able to be transferred online you know it was it was easy for me 
and many, many other people. I just had to adapt, but there were other people that didn't have that accessibility and connectivity that were left in a completely different situation. Yeah, and although we we had we of course we've always got the telephony route, um, and we utilise that significantly to interact with our customers and maintain that contact and engagement with them throughout that time. For people to manage their accounts uh, and their universal credit claims completely, we ourselves here in and I'm sat in Chester Job Centre. We have a, a, a large number of public computers which are there for the public to come in for our customers to come in when they don't have uh, their own devices necessarily or when they they don't have the connectivity or you know that top up so when we closed our doors or even when you know at those times when we were able to open again because of social distancing it really cut down the capacity that we had to support people in that manner. Likewise, you know, local libraries, online centres, we were all in the same position. So we really had to think about how we engaged with our customers. And in those early stages and throughout, um, and thankfully we are getting to, uh, we are at that stage now where we are welcoming customers back over the threshold. And many of them are pleased to do that. But there's still a proportion who we have to engage digitally. And we needed to start thinking about how digital poverty and digital inclusion and the lack of inclusion for some was really going to be um, apparent. And, and it's not just their relationship with you, is it, Adele? Because, yeah. because it's their relationship with, with companies and people that might, want to, that might want to employ them. And those people aren't necessarily going to bend over backwards as much as you're trying to bend over backwards with them. So, you know, you have to prepare them for for, for, for whatever that organisation does to try to give a job, you know, to get a yeah. job to them. I mean, in addition to, you know, our general week in, week out interaction with our customers, we uh, support lots of job seekers in skills and employment training. And for us, that has always been a face-to-face mechanism. We work with a, a large variety of support partners and external um, stakeholders who deliver on that commitment as part of that uh, core offer from DWP and its extended sort of network. Well, all that was taken away overnight. And what we actually found was those courses were adapted in the same way as we were having to adapt and were delivered online. Now, that meant that for those who that the ability to engage and come in and use um, devices in a community setting, they couldn't do that. And they couldn't necessarily, or they didn't necessarily have the IT equipment to enable them to do that. So we started to think, well, well, what can we do to help that? And there was three simple questions that we started to ask here in Cheshire particularly. And then that as, uh, as subsequently, because of the relationship that we have with yourselves, has moved to a national rollout. But we were asking three simple questions. Have you got a device? If you haven't, we have the funds, eligibility criteria satisfied, obviously, but we have the funds to buy you one. Second question, do you have connectivity? If you don't, then how can we support you to get that? Whether that be from a mobile solution with data dongles and top up, et cetera, or whether that was what can we look at to support something for your household? And then the third thing, can you use that? It's all right us buying you a nice laptop or a tablet, 
you know, and we would prefer to do that than, than smartphones. But if you can't use it, then it's really pointless. If you can't get connected and understand what that opens up for you. So it was threefold for us and it has been and it continues to be. And from some of those funds that are thankfully made available to us, we also engaged with a variety of providers who offered digital capability, digital employment skills, and actually something very exciting, virtual reality interviewing on what we lovingly call the goggle bus. And that has opened up a whole different arena for people. And when all those three things come together, you know, we have seen people's lives changed. So does that mean you had to think differently to how you normally would? I mean, you have to be, you know, you've got your sort of basket of things that can help people and you've got to always be flexible about what those are. And you had to sort of think, crikey, the world's changed. We need to be flexible about what we're offering to help people. Absolutely. And during that time, uh, I mean, as custodians of the public purse, uh, we know we have to think about how we're using the money that we are given to support our customers. And as daft as it sounds, before all of this, before we all had to think very differently, the internet at home, that Wi-Fi would perhaps have been seen as a household bill, an essential household bill. Now, we know it's an essential household bill. However, it didn't necessarily fit with what we could look at paying for. And because of the, the journey that we were all traveling, even as a department, we had to look at easements in our rules and our regulations, which would support people in what was what has been termed in a number of, um, you know, on occasions as an unprecedented, uh, you know, circumstance and, and set of events. So what that actually did, that allowed us to look at developing or finding some uh, a partner organization who was willing to put together a package of household broadband and wi-fi and that's where we just simply asked a question how do we get people connected from a household and it was actually talk talk who said well we can do that we didn't know how we were going to do it at that stage but through lots of conversations through people having a shared common goal to get people connected at their their time of need when there were jobs available but they weren't accessible because of the way that people were having to apply for them opening up those doors and that's simply what it was about and as a result of all of that you know we now have a package of support which is not only available for us here in Cheshire which was a trial it's now available across the whole of the country so give me a sense of some people that have been helped by it. What, who have you met that's, that, that this has really worked for? It's across a, a wide variety of circumstances, actually. And I'll give you, um, I mean, there's scenarios where somebody who was wanting, with the best will in the world, to get back into the labour market had returned to the country as a direct result of the pandemic, had been forced to come back to uh, to England and was really not knowing what way to turn as a subsequent you know as a consequence of all of that mental health was a real issue for that individual and her words to me were simply you have given me back my life now that person will eventually go on to find a job that fits their needs and meets their needs but they would not have even considered thinking about the next step without the support that ourselves through Talk Talk and through the package of support that we developed 
There are countless other people who have gone into work, whether that be a temporary job, which has then led to a little bit of unemployment in between. But because that support is for six months, it's meant that they can get back out into the labour market quite quickly. For some, we've seen, um, we have a, a, a scheme at the moment for our 18 to 24 year old customers, which is called Kickstart. It's one of the government's flagship initiatives as part of the plan for jobs. And applying for that has to be done online. Now, you know, we, we, we take it for granted that, you know, we think young people have, have got all that technical ability and they've got, you know, everything that's required. But actually, in reality, some didn't. So it's opened up doors in a vast, um, in a wide variety of ways, from the young to some of our older job seekers, our more mature job seekers, who actually, throughout this pandemic, have just thought, well, do you know what, I'm not going to get a job again. But actually, with this support, they have gone on to get other work. And that that support has led them into um, a better frame of mind, a better financial situation, so that, you know, if they wanted to, they could carry that on outside of what we as a department have helped them with. So looking forward, you're going to look at more digital programmes because, you know, we at TalkTalk don't think that, you know, the world's going to go back to how it was. You know, there's going to be a lot of mobile working and, mm -hmm. you know, people yeah. people having to connect from their own personal devices. Is that that's something that's just now, you know, factored into what you're going to be doing moving forward? Yes, absolutely. And as part of our flexible support fund, uh, we call it, which is that the fund that we are given to remove barriers to people getting a job, that's now with us as a product that we can access six months uh, household broadband uh, subject to, you know, certain criteria uh, uh, but from both sides. But that is something that is with us now to stay. And for us, it's about promoting that and getting that widely known. But yeah, the thing is, yes, we are a face-to-face -face service. Yes, we have our customers sat in front of us in a safe way. However, there are always going to be our training courses where the provider, because we've learned how digital delivery can enhance uh, you know, somebody's capability. And as well, there's much more homeworking around. Some companies are right from the outset uh, having their job specified as homeworking. And you can't do that from home if you haven't got the internet to do it with. So it's a starting point for some of those individuals as well. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review. If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalkGroup. Talk you can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.